This is Step Into Bliss, episode 16, Stepping Forward. Have you ever felt stuck, unable to move forward, unsure where to go next? If that's the case, this is for you. We're going to talk about the process I use when I feel stuck. And believe me, I feel stuck regularly. I suspect that's just a part of being human, especially a human that's working in a kind of creative place, a human who's trying to put stuff out there for the world. You're going to feel stuck. That stuckness can be in creation like this. It could be stuckness in in a career you don't want or a job you don't want. This is all about moving forward. So let's do that together. I had a really productive October, November, and December, most of December until the holidays came. And then the holidays came with all the busyness, all the other activities, all the non-work stuff, and momentum died. And that's okay. I'm not complaining. I'm not sorry for taking a little bit of a break. But now it's time to move again. I sat still. I listened. Now it's time to move. So how do I do that? A lot of times I I record these podcasts and I I know what I'm going to say. I know what my experience is. I won't call them beliefs. I know what my experience is and I speak with confidence. And this time, I do have a lot of experience with these moments of stuckness, some, some greater than others, and this is certainly not a significant moment of being stuck. Just, you know, a couple weeks going through the holidays. But at the same time, if you're listening to this wondering, what can I do to get unstuck? I'm right there with you. So we're walking this path together. Don't necessarily look at me as an expert, somebody that's going to get you out of the rut that you're in. I'm more like a friend that's walking alongside you and I'm communicating to you. I'm letting you know what I'm doing. We're really kind of doing it uh, real time right now. All right. So what happened with me? I've been building up my Retro Session website. I feel called to present Retro Session to the world, to help people release trauma, release the hold that past events have on their lives today. It's through a process I developed called Retro Session. Came out of the darkest time in my life, and many of my other podcasts talk about this in depth. I'm not going to go deep into it here, but retrocession is the thing that I, I'm presenting to the world. And so I built up the website, set up the funnel that gets people in to see me. Um, and, and part of that, I, I started experimenting with this podcast. So started recording podcasts, started recording some YouTube videos, though the editing on that is just challenging. So uh, still trying to overcome that. But anyway, so October, November, December made massive headway. Holidays come and I pause and now it's time to get started. And I do find myself hesitating a bit. It's like I forgot why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so so that's what I'm going to start with here. So here's what I would encourage you to do. I'm going to do this work on my own and you should do the same. So I'm going to, this first exercise, if you will, is um, it'd be a good time for you in just a moment to pause, 
do the work, and then come back, start up the recording again. Even if it takes two, three days to get through this, let's work through it together. Uh, It may take me two or three days to record this podcast. We'll see. So this first step, what is my mission? Let's start there. What am I here to do? So I'm going to pause. You won't know the difference. You pause, and we'll come back together in a few moments. All right, I'm back. I know it seems like I didn't pause, but I did. So what is my mission? Well, that's that's a pretty easy one at this stage. My mission is to present retrocession to people who really need it, people who are struggling and suffering unnecessarily. That's my mission. Simple. Did you write down your mission? Do you know what it is? If not, that's okay. And we're not going to go into the process of discovering what your mission is here. And I'm I'm seeing now that that's definitely going to be a future podcast, maybe even the next one, step into your missions, uh, st- something like that. Um, mine's easy. I've already thought deeply about it, spent a lot of time, years, in fact, figuring out what it is and really my whole life. And so that's easy. But there's another part to the process. So I paused. It was probably just a couple of minutes. I grabbed water. Um, if it takes longer, that's fine. And if you don't know what the mesh, your mission is, that's fine too. That's actually a beautiful piece of information to have that you don't have a mission. That doesn't necessarily mean, um, I want to make sure one thing's clear about a mission. It doesn't mean that it's some some um, some external force that's driving you. Um, it might not be something you've decided on. It could just be a situation you've fallen into. This is my mission. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm choosing to do. It You can view it as something that's coming from on high. You may view it as something imposed by family. You may view it as something that you've decided. Um, it may be destiny for you. It doesn't matter what it is, but this is the, the place that you're aiming with your life as a whole. Now, we can certainly take a mission and we can have a mission for this year, a mission for this quarter, mission for this week, and that's all beautiful, but I'm really talking about the mission of your life. What is your mission? All right, this next part. Why? So there's this exercise I've used in workshops before. It's called the five whys. And you ask why five times. And I'm not telling you to ask why five times. You'll know when you're done with the process. Ask yourself why. Why is this my mission? In my case, why am I called to offer retrocession to the world? So I'll actually work through it without pausing. Why am I called to, to uh, offer retrocession to those who need it? Not the world, but those who need it. My audience is not the world. I have to remind myself of that. All right, so why do I feel called to that? Well, for one, I found healing through retrocession. I was desperate, unhappy. Um, really didn't think I'd live to the age of 50 or past the age of 50. Probably didn't want to live past the age of 50. Life was unbearable, unmanageable, and painful. My anxiety and depression were out of control. Discovered retrocession, all that changed pretty rapidly. So within six months, I went from daily panic attacks to the most beautiful life I can imagine. And of course, there's work to do after that and, you know, things to learn. But generally, Life was within six months of discovering retrocession. Life went from unbearable to really good. Um, and so I feel a responsibility to offer retrocession to other people. Now, 
Um, I offer what I'm saying to you just as an example of how my thought process works. And just like I said, this is like a, a conversation in a way, though it is one-sided. And I'd certainly love to hear from you if you want to email, email me at chris at retrocession.org or through a direct message on social media. I'd love to hear to make it a two-way conversation. But um, some would say, well, just because it helped you doesn't mean that that is your calling. And, and so I'm really working this out verbally here, and I've done this before. But, um, but no, you know, uh, often our first real working session of retro session takes about three hours. Uh, you, you're there with somebody, I'm there with somebody, and pouring everything I have into that person for, for the first part, really listening deeply to what they're saying to me without preconceived notions, without trying to fix anything, frankly. That's what's one of the unique things about retrocession. I'm not fixing anything. I'm giving simple instructions that allow them to fix the issue. But it is an intense experience on my end as the person offering the retrocession. But after three hours of it, I am energized and ready for more. This is my calling. It's, it's one of the only things, it's the only thing in my life that I can come back to over and over and over again. It's, it's without exhaustion, without getting tired of it. I love to talk about it. I love to do it. It's clearly what I was built to do. And I could go deep into my education. I could go deep into all my experiences. But let's just say, in summary, my whole life has led up to this moment. So that's my why. That's maybe the best way to put it. My whole life has led up to this moment, and it's clear what the next step is. And now, I may be stopping the why process here, because that's good enough. And though, I, though as I said, we typically ask five whys, I don't know that I need to ask any more whys. I've arrived at something sufficient. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. Now, how is this relevant? Okay, so I found my why, why I'm, I'm doing it. This is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, another why could be, and this is not another successive why, but this is a, a secondary why. Um, it's, it's, it's a gift, and I want to give it to others. I was given a gift, and I want to give that gift to others to pass it on. And that, that maybe gets to values in, in my value that I think that um, to the extent that we've received, we should be giving, not, not hoarding for ourselves. And so, so that's, that's my why. Now, for somebody else, maybe you ask why again. So I'm going to try to come up with a quick example off the top of my head. Um, Okay, so somebody who's a car mechanic, super talented car mechanic, or somebody, yeah, somebody who's super talented, they tinker around on their car, uh, maybe they, they've never, they don't do it professionally, they haven't gone to school for it, but they, they do work on their cars, their family's cars, maybe some friends, but it's not their job, they're doing something else. If, if they tell me their mission is to, to work on cars for a living, then I'll ask why. And the response could be, well, it's a, it's a talent of mine. And, and then here's where I can ask, uh, it, the why changes a little bit. I'm not just going to say why. Why is it a talent? Well, I was born with that. That's not very interesting. But why does it matter that this is a talent of yours? And then the answer could be, well, because I want to do something that I'm good at. Great. Well, why do you want to do something that you're good at? Because I don't want to waste the effort 
of learning something that I'm just okay at and then presenting that thing to the world, which could be fine. But in this case, that's, that's another why. And then we can ask, we, we could ask why as many times as we'd like in this, this situation, but, but you get the picture. So they've really ended up in this hypothetical. They've really ended up in the same place as me. This is my true calling. And maybe that is how, where we're, we're, we're really trying to end up. We ask why until we, we discover that this is our true calling. You know, I'm curious if you work through this process, your why, and you ask why, why that, why that, and why that, do you end up in the place that this is your calling? This is what you're obviously supposed to do, or do you end up somewhere else? because this is what I went to school to do. I'm just giving examples because this is what I went to school to do, or this is what my parents expect me to do. Um, those are very different endpoints than this is my calling in life. So I, if you've reached that place, maybe it's time to think about whether that is the endpoint you want to be at. Can we backwards engineer from because this is my calling in life and reverse engineer that. Well, why is that? Your, what, so starting without knowing what our calling is in life, what we're meant to do, what our skills and abilities lead us to. If you're one of those people, you don't know what your why is, that's okay. So I guess I'm kind of doing that work now um, and I'm not going to go deep into it and maybe the next podcast we will. But if you start with the final answer, because that is what I'm obviously built to do, or that is my calling. Where do you end up if you go the opposite direction? What are you doing? What are you good at? Make an inventory. What are you good at? What's something that you do, or what are the things you do in your life where time just stops passing? When you're content to do this thing all day, what is it? Is a calling there? All right. So we'll move on from there. But if you're one of those people that does not have a calling or doesn't feel like they have a calling, maybe spend some time with that rather than continuing here. All right. So I have my why. The next question I'm going to ask myself is what's stopping me? You're going to want to take your time with this. I'm going to take some time with this myself. What's stopping me? And for me, the way I'm going to do this is I'm, I have a big uh, notepad, 11 by 17 legal pad. Uh, these things are awesome. They're, they're huge. But I'm going to just start writing a list. Uh, there may be other ways to do it, but I'm just going to start making a list. What's stopping me from presenting retrocession to the people who need it? Not everyone, not the people who want it, the people who need it. So I'm going to pause. You pause. We'll come back when we've made our list and reconvene. Man, that's it's pretty uh, revealing, this list. So I paused and, and wrote some things down. Um, <clears throat> though I wrote a few things down, it comes to one thing. So I'll tell you what I wrote down. And, um, and I stopped after three items because it was clear what's holding me back or what's stopping me from, from fulfilling this mission. So, um, and I'm going to, I'm revealing it all here. Uh, what's stopping me? Well, uh, what I'm offering isn't unique. So retrocession is unique in the name. I don't think anybody's used the name in that way. Um, but I see a lot of people presenting themselves as spiritual coaches, a lot of people presenting themselves as being able to help people with the things they're struggling with. Same as I am. 
I've even heard people using very similar language about releasing the bonds of the past that the past have on the present. Very similar. The process is probably somewhat different. But that sometimes it feels like what I'm offering is not unique. And why don't I just let the people that are already doing it do it? And I'll just go on and do something else. All right. So that's the first item. Um, I can argue against myself, but I, I don't think I need to do that. I'll read all three and then I'll, I'll kind of get to my conclusion. All right. The, the, there's actually two items I just noticed. Uh, the second one I wrote down was there's a flood of people offering similar sounding stuff. You know, I can add something to that. Um, there, not only is there a flood of people, which is kind of what I said in the first, it's not unique. Um, there's a flood of really unethical people offering similar stuff. Unethical people charging massive amounts of money for dubious cures. And, um, and most of them, at least the ones I've looked at, what they're offering is a funnel to get people in and, and then a continuous unending process, frankly, kind of like Scientology that, that goes on and on and on. And it is truly a funnel for them to make money for the coach, the therapist, whatever the case may be. It's not to heal anybody because that doesn't, you don't continue to make money if somebody's healed. Um, it is a process of extracting as much money from people as possible. Um, so, so that's legit concern. But I don't want to get ahead of myself, but what does that have to do with me? Okay, so the final one, I'll get more into that. But the final one, I'm not sure how to get this off the ground. Well, I've been acting like I know how to get it off the ground. <laughs> you know, I've been doing something, putting a website together, writing, recording. But I really don't know how to get it off the ground. And and uh, and now I'm really responding to myself. Yeah, of course I don't. Nobody knows how to get anything off the ground. They have a suspicion. Some people are better than others. Some Some people are successful and they launch businesses. But nobody knows ahead of time exactly what it's going to take to be successful. And I'm not talking about material success here, but it also applies to material success. I don't know, and it doesn't matter, but here's the point, the point of all of it. You can respond to all three of these points, you know, talk to myself, convince myself it's it's not necessary to, to think about things this way. You know, I can move on from it and just do it. Um, but the point of all this is that this is all fear. So what's the real thing that's stopping me? It's fear. That's it. I have a pretty good idea of what I need to do in response to the third point. Um, and, and that is, and this is really general, but I know what I need to do is I need to put it out there. I need to get it out there. And where I've failed is, uh, and, and where I've failed is that I haven't really put it out there so much. Yes, I have this podcast. I've talked about retro session a bit. Uh, the, the YouTube page certainly does include a lot of retro session, but I haven't done enough videos. People aren't organically finding podcasts, I don't think. And, um, and the YouTube videos, may or may not be that, but I think social media needs to be more of what I'm doing. I don't know if I've ever really talked about retrocession on Instagram or Facebook, maybe a little bit here and there, but it hasn't been a consistent message. So sure, I don't know what to do. Sure, I'm afraid. I, I don't want to be lumped in with all these people that are basically scammers, uh, scammers that don't want to work a regular job, that that want to uh, to make money off of other people, giving them the appearance of healing. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that, but that's just fear. That's literally it. I don't have anything else stopping me from doing it. 
I don't have a full-time job. I quit my full-time job to work on the various things I do. And this isn't, uh, I'm not making money off of retrocession at this point. So, um, so it's not like I'm relying on it for money and I'm not making enough money. I mean, that'd be a decent excuse if I needed to have a full-time job. I have other sources of income. They're, they're not going to, well, I was going to say they're not going to last forever, but they certainly could last, but um, they're not guaranteed is probably the best way to put it. But still, if, if you're in a situation where you're trying to launch something and you have to work two full-time jobs, that's frankly a, a legit excuse. And then the question turns into why do you have to work those jobs? Why, why, why? Ask the five whys on that. If working a full-time job, security is the only thing stopping you, then I encourage you to really sit with that. And ask yourself why. Maybe the answer is that you absolutely have to do it. I don't know your situation. You know, if I had a million listeners, which I, I don't, um, everyone's answer would be very different. Why? But just ask yourself why. All right. So we have the mission. We have what's stopping us. In my case, it's easy. It's just fear. Literally nothing else. Nothing else is stopping me but fear. Anything else I could come up with is... BS. Next step. What are you going to do about it? Even if you're one of those people that has the full-time job, I need a full-time job or two full-time jobs, whatever the case may be, and I don't have time to start this thing or pursue this thing, even if that's the case, what are you going to do about it? All right. So, I like to reverse engineer things, and I don't know that we really have time for that. So in other words, this is just a suggestion for you that has worked really well for me. It's actually how I came to a lot of the conclusions I've come to about where I need to go and what I need to do. Um, don't I'm not going to do it now, totally. But where do you want to end up? So in my case, I'll go through it. Might as well. Um, in my case... I want to be helping as many people as possible on a monthly basis. And and I have some numbers. I don't have them in front of me. Uh, they're somewhere on Google Drive, I think. But I'll just kind of make it up off the top of my head. It should be fairly close. So I would love to be doing 20 hours of one-on-one retro session a week. So 80 hours a month. I would like to be doing three large speaking engagements a month. So large being hundreds, over 100 people. Um, let's just go with that. Selling books every month. That's not as important to me. I mean, really the retro session is the place that I want people to land. And so that's the focus that 80 hours of retro session a week, a month, 80 hours of individual retro session a month. Um, so to reverse engineer that, what does that look like? And this is kind of funny. I'm thinking back to that Google document that I'm not even going to pull up and I re what I do is I start with that. So 80 hours. Well, what, what is the step before that? Well, probably 60 hours and the step before that's 40 and the step before that 20. And, and this is just my particular situation, but to me, it's kind of like, well, what's it going to take to get to 10 hours? Let's just stop there. What's it going to take to get to 10 hours? And maybe the factors are different going from 10 to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 60, et cetera. But, but what would it take to get 10 hours of retro session a month? easy. Well, first I got to put myself out there. I need to be telling people about retro session, speaking in places where people are listening. I don't know. I don't, 
know that this podcast is the best method to get it out there. Um, I love doing it though. And it's honestly easy. And I think that I'm going to keep doing it. But I have to acknowledge, I don't think this is the best way to get my message out there. My message of, you don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to suffer. You can be whole and free during your life. And it doesn't have to take dozens of years. You can be free. Simple message. Yeah. A lot of people probably saying it. Um, A lot of people would probably be skeptical of it. All I can say is I can't promise individuals that they are going to be free if they use retrocession. All I can do is say, I have done it. It worked for me. I'm proof that it's possible to heal. And by heal, I mean to go from, from suffering daily to living a beautiful life without any or much suffering. So I'm proof it's possible. I have something to offer. Getting that message out there, which I've done a poor job of, is, is my next step. That's what I need to do. But how do I do that? So I kind of, it kind of broke down there. So, so, uh, to get to the 10, um, I'm, I'm thinking now I'm imagining I'm sitting here looking at my calendar. There's 10 hours of retro session scheduled for the month. What did I do in the prior month, the prior months to get those 10 hours? And what I did was I communicated with the public, not just talking to myself or recording videos or recording audio and just leaving it on my computer or phone. I communicated and I disseminated that communication to other people as far and as wide as I can. Okay, what does that look like? So I can break that down into smaller steps. Over the last month, assuming I'm sitting here with 10 hours of retro session scheduled, um, I... Um, I put out six, let's say six YouTube videos last month. Um, let's say I made 30 separate social media posts. And by 30, I'm saying if I put the same thing on multiple platforms, that's just one. Uh, so 30 unique posts, eh, it could be 25, doesn't really matter, but somewhere in there, 20 to 30 unique social media posts. I think I talked to people. I spoke to people, everyone. And I'm not saying that I walked around trying to sell retro session, but I just really communicated. And by communicate, I also mean listen deeply to what other people had to say. And not listening for the sake of getting somebody to do retro session with me, but listening because I really care, because I do. I care deeply. And I know that a lot of people are missing that in their lives. A lot of people don't have someone who can listen, somebody who's just going to listen, not offer advice, not try to tell them you know, how to do it right, someone who's really going to listen. I think I probably, assuming I'm sitting here with 10 hours of retro session scheduled for the next month, <clears throat> I, I probably did some things that built influence. You get the idea. We don't need to run through the whole thing, but I'm breaking it down and I'm saying, what did I do to get to that step to get to 10? Now, there may be some different steps that we take to get from 10 to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 60, et cetera, but I don't know about that. I think it's probably just more of the same. 
And for me, this exercise reminds me that I have to start somewhere, but I have to start. Yes, I've been writing, creating videos, creating podcasts, doing a little bit of writing, building up a website that's decent. I have a place for people to land. I have buttons for people to click to get them my free ebook. Forgot about that. Wrote the free ebook. Haven't really, I don't think I've ever talked about it on social media. So I look at what the next step is and it's easy. Well, I take that back. Some of you may be in the same position. Um, I say it's easy because there's a lot of things that I can do. Uh, that actually can be a challenge. And, and some of you may be listening to this thinking, well, I don't know what to do next. I have 20 different things I could do. All right. So this is not my uh, contribution. This is something uh, from another book, and we'll see if I can remember the name. I think it's The One Thing. Yes, it's the book, The One Thing. And the author of that book, I think it's... Keller, someone Keller. I think it's the guy who started Keller Williams. It's one of the big, one of the big um, realty companies. Uh, it's the guy who started that. I think it's something Keller. Um, and he asks a question, and this is the question to ask if you're sitting there. Lots of possibilities of what to do next. What is the one thing that I can do to make everything else easier or unnecessary? What is the one thing I can do that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? It's a powerful question. And I'm going to have to sit with that in this case, sitting here, ready to really launch, to really go for it. What is the one thing? Well, I know, well, I'm going to put this out there. Some of you probably don't struggle with this and some of you may, um, and, and, Let's just see what happens. When I said that, what is the one thing? Did something flash through your mind? Did something come to mind? And did you just discard it? And I'm sure many of you do not didn't have that happen, but I'm going to guess some people do. When I ask, what is the one thing you can do such that everything else is either unnecessary or easier? What flashed to mind? Did something flash to mind and you discarded it? Because that is probably the thing you need to look at. Now, I don't know, maybe maybe sometimes that happens and the, the thing that flashes to mind is nonsense. But I think a lot of the time in my experience working with other people, working with myself, that thing that flashes is the thing to look at because fear is often going to push that thing away. What am I afraid to do? I'm afraid, I'll be honest, I'm afraid to expose myself because I think I don't want to appear as a know-it-all. I don't want to appear as somebody who's like claiming I have the secret to life. I don't, I, and it's not, it's it's weird because I don't think I really care that other people think of me that way. I'm afraid of being that. I think that's what it is. I'm afraid of being that person, that person that that thinks that they know it all and that they have the solution to the world's problems. I guess you could say humility is really important to me. And I'm, I'm really cognizant of how ego works and how the ego can, can take something that's beautiful, something that's kind, something that's loving, and turn it into a, a power move. Pride just seeps in so easily. And when I talk about retrocession, frankly, I get really excited about it. And, I, and, I th and this is not just, in my mind, I've, somebody said this, uh, that I come across as... Um, having a lot of false pride. 
And I can tell you from my heart that I'm excited because I went from being, having suicidal ideation and wanting to die to living a beautiful life. Like, of course, like you can probably hear it in my voice right now. I'm super excited about it, but sometimes that's taken the wrong way. But so, so it is in a sense, I don't want, I don't care as much that other people judge me. It's more that I don't want to hurt other people by presenting in a way that turns them off to it, by presenting in a way that makes them feel bad. I don't want to present it in a way that says, hey, look, I'm healed. You're not. Um, Had that happen before too. I'm cognizant of the fact that I'm not always presenting it in the right way. And so I hesitate. It's again, fear. Same thing as I was saying before. It's just fear stopping me. But I know that the next step is to start putting it out there. Not just putting it out there on some, some podcast nobody listens to but to put it out there publicly with my name attached to it on Instagram, on Facebook. There are a lot of people here in Dayton, Ohio, where I live that I'm friends with on Facebook. And I guess I look at this pool of people here and it's not a big city and and I'm afraid of of poisoning the well of people that could really that really could benefit from what I have to offer by doing it the wrong way. So it's all fear. It's all fear. It's all fear. And and what I would say is, I'm saying this to you as well as me, there's one way that you are guaranteed to fail, and it's not to do it at all. Not to do it at all. You are not guaranteed failure unless you don't take action at all. So will you do that with me? Will you take that step? I'm going to take that step. And if you look at the date of this podcast, uh, it's uh, it's almost time for me to pick my daughter up from school. Look at the date of this podcast. Did I step out there? Did I put myself out there? What are you going to do? Email me, chris at retrocession.org or DM on Instagram. Um, into underscore step is my Instagram or one of them. And you can look look me up under Christopher Sove on Facebook. Um, or retrocession works on Facebook. Did I step out there tomorrow? What's the date? The date is the 11th, January 11th, 2024. Did I step out there after this date? Because I sure as heck know what to do. Am I going to let fear stop me? You know what? If I'm going to fail, let me fail having tried rather than failing, having not tried. Will I regret failing after trying? No. Have I ever regretted failing when I tried something and legit failed at it? No, because frankly, I've rarely ever done that. Yeah, I've done a lot of stuff. I went to law school, graduated, passed the bar exam, uh, started a law firm, on and on. It's not time for me to brag about it. I've done a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things to completion. I've had a lot of successes. I've had a lot of failures. But have I really put all of my best self into anything? Well, I started to October, November, December. And then the holidays came up. And there was a pause, a needed pause for some quiet. And now it's time to go again. So let's go. Will you go? Let's take these steps together. Whatever it is that you need. You take your steps, I'll take mine. We'll walk together this path. 
Because I think a lot of us, if you've listened to this whole thing to this point, then I, I'm, I assume that you want something more from your life, that you know that your life is meant to be something more. Let's get there together. Let's do it. I believe in you. You are capable. And you know what? I'm capable. We can do this together. This has been Chris from RetroSession.org. Thanks so much for listening.